Hi, everyone. Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. Home prices in San Diego are among the fastest rising in the nation, and now they've reached a new high. Reporter Phil Molnar will explain. Then, cartoonist Steve Breen discusses his latest inspirations. First, the news. Days before Californians 50 and up become eligible for a coronavirus vaccine, the region's supply of doses is steadily increasing. Last week's vaccine supply rose 23 percent compared with the week before, according to a county spokesperson. And based on previous figures shared with the UT, it's likely that the county received about 110,000 doses. That's more than officials were expecting, and the county also expects another increase this week. Roughly 590,000 San Diegans between 50 and 64 years old become eligible for vaccines on Thursday, and on April 15th, all Californians 16 and up can get vaccinated. A man suspected of organizing the cross-border breach that ended in a mass casualty crash near Holtville earlier this month has been arrested on human smuggling charges. Jose Cruz Noguez, a 47-year-old Mexicali resident, was arrested Monday. He's the first person to be linked to the March 2nd crash that killed 13 Mexican and Guatemalan migrants and injured 12 others. The suspected driver of the overloaded Ford Expedition was among those killed. Cruz, who is a legal permanent U.S. resident, was arrested as he crossed into the United States from Mexico at the Calexico Port of Entry. He pleaded not guilty in El Centro Federal Court Tuesday to human smuggling-related charges. Another human smuggler told authorities that Cruz was behind the March 2nd breach and told agents that Cruz had repeatedly recruited him to be involved in the operation. Two months into the pandemic, the new Children's Museum laid off dozens of employees who had recently unionized, saying the layoffs were due to the novel coronavirus. Workers complained that the mass termination was retaliation for voting to form a union, in part because the layoffs were announced two days after a bargaining session. But on Monday, charity and union officials announced the first collective bargaining agreement between the new Children's Museum and its longtime staff after more than a year of negotiations. The union organizing effort was among the first for nonprofit museums in San Diego and was being closely watched by other charities. Home prices in San Diego County reached a new high in February, $672,750. That's an all-time high that tops the previous record by $23,000. Prices are up 14.6% in a year, the highest jump since 2014 when we were coming out of the Great Recession. It's still not as high as the 2004 housing boom when prices were increasing 27% annually, but San Diego prices are still among the fastest rising in the nation. Phil Molnar covers real estate at the UT. So Phil, experts are saying that low mortgage rates and low inventory are helping to explain home prices, but you also talked to somebody who thinks millennials have something to do with this. Tell us about that. Yeah, so it's sort of interesting on a really basic level. Millennials are aging into home ownership, they say. So millennials, we're getting older and there's also the factor of a lot of us might have, so millennials are a huge group right now. It's the biggest working population in the United States. But another thing about us is we're like the most educated group in all of history. And what we know about from COVID-19 is people with college degrees were able to keep work, by and large, the majority, there's definitely exceptions, but by and large, people with college degrees were able to keep working from home they were able to 
save money on gas prices, not commuting all the time. They probably didn't have a lot of other expenses. And, you know, everybody can use it for different reasons. But one thing I could say is maybe some of those stimulus checks, they didn't really need them as much as the rest of the country. So we know from savings rates uh, at the national level and even in California, when we narrow it down, is that people are saving more money than they ever have before in these last 12 months. So I think that applies to millennials as well, because, you know, we've been able to save this money and, you know, it's also time for naturally, even though it's been delayed quite a bit to get married, have kids and get a house basically. Salma Hep, the economist at CoreLogic, who you spoke to, thinks that the biotech industry and just San Diego being a popular choice for second homes also has something to do with the home prices. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. So basically, the biotech industry is doing really well in San Diego. It's one of the few industries we have here that pays more in San Diego than a lot of other places throughout the nation. So we have other industries that are pretty good here. You know, you could say, oh, we've got different tech, we've got different things like that. But by and large, they don't pay as much as if you were to go somewhere else. But San Diego is different because there's competition for those biotech workers. So between like Boston and San Diego is sort of where a lot of the competition is to get workers. So we've seen their, their wages in biotech go up quite a bit. And a secondary thing is there's been such an emphasis on health, vaccines, all sorts of biotech things because of COVID-19. So she's sort of expecting, and I actually didn't get into this in the article, but it was a little bit longer, but she's sort of expecting there to be even more investment in biotech going forward just because of such an emphasis because of the pandemic. And can you explain the low inventory? Why do they think that's happening? Okay, so this was going on even before the pandemic and sort of a really big macro view of it across the entire nation is in the Great Recession, housing prices crash out of control. So we know from that, like builders, home builders, just about everywhere, especially in San Diego County, were just like, I'm not going to build any houses. So from 2008 to 2014, home construction for most areas was really far down because the market was so bad. The only problem was, even though we were in a recession, our population kept increasing in the United States. So by the time we came out of the Great Recession in 2014, 2015, it's like, okay, now it's time to buy a house, but wait, there just isn't that many. So that was sort of, that's sort of the bigger reason why low inventory always comes up. But coming back now to basically what's happening now, is a lot of home sellers did not want to put their homes on the market during COVID-19. There's a few different reasons. Uh, we know during times of crisis that people kind of like just to hunker down and stay in their place. So regardless, you know, if it was a war or some other factor, they'd probably not want to move. But another thing with COVID-19 was, you know, you don't want to have an open house where all these people are coming through your house and spreading COVID. That's some of the thinking. Personally, if I owned a house and I saw how much prices are going up, I'd take the chance. <laughs> but we know a lot of people did not want to do that. And now home inventory is just the hope for a lot of housing economists and real estate agents was that basically 
once this COVID thing starts seeming like it's under control, there's a lot of vaccines, the cases are going down, you're gonna see a flood of new homes hitting the market. Unfortunately, sort of surprising, what I'm now hearing from real estate agents in the last three months is home prices have gone up so much that people that might've sold or who were those potential sellers now don't wanna sell because prices are so high in San Diego that if they sell, they're gonna have an extremely difficult time uh, buying a new property, you know? So there's always the factor, hey, I could just cash out and move to Arizona or North Carolina. But, you know, people have different reasons for wanting to stay here. It could be family, it could be jobs, it could be a variety of factors. So that's keeping a lot of people from putting their homes on the market. I mean, is there any talk of prices going down at any point here soon? No. I haven't heard a single economist say that home prices are going to go down. I haven't even heard anybody that's really involved in the real estate industry, such as mortgage brokers or different sort of industries related to real estate. No one is expecting home prices to go down. CoreLogic uh, in particular has a forecast coming out for next year, and they are predicting increases will slow actually. However, they still say San Diego home prices will go up the most in the nation. They're anticipating around 8%. Um, I think that might've been conservative uh, when we're, we're, we're looking at some of the factors still going now into April, um, just, just being so high and inventory just being ridiculously low. I mean, there's there was like 3,200 homes for sale in February. Uh, just to put that in context, there's about 20,000 real estate agents in San Diego County. So, um, and, and secondly, you know, we are, our population is still growing here. I mean, we're at about 3.3 million. So if you think about 3,000 houses, and then last year was about one of the smallest, 2019 was one of the smallest population growths we had, but it was still around 6,000 people. So those people moving here aren't like little babies for the most part. They tend to be professionals that need a roof over their head. And Phil, in your story, uh, you had a couple anecdotes there just, just about you know what it's like out there for real estate agents, for people trying to buy. Could you share one of those with me? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're hearing the, the most wild stories about 50 offers on a single home and just all sorts of madness. People waiving contingencies on houses and lots of all cash offers. So I talked to uh, one of my favorite real estate agents to talk to, Najla Webb-Dip. Um, she's actually a former uh, Tijuana councilwoman. So if you've seen her name in the paper, that's why. But now she's a real estate agent, primarily in East County. And so she had worked with a couple in their 50s to buy a home, a townhouse for, for several months. And they had gotten rejected from 10 different places where they had put offers. And a lot of those times, those homes were over asking. So finally, they found just a few weeks ago, a two bedroom townhouse in Carmel Valley. Keep in mind it's a townhouse, it's not a single family house. It's technically speaking, it's a condo. Anyways, it was for 790,000. And Dip told me that her clients just said, well, here goes nothing. And they put 100,000 over asking price. So they paid $890,000 for this townhouse and they were successful. But what she told me is she even talked to the real estate agent that represented the seller. And there was another offer just below theirs that was all cash that was very close. And they almost didn't get the house despite going 100000 over asking price. So that's sort of what we're dealing with out there. 
And that's what sellers are, are, you know, they're doing great if they're moving out of town, but for buyers, it's very difficult. Now for opinion. Steve Breen is our editorial cartoonist and he comments on the news each week through his art. Uh, Steve, I wanted to talk about some of your recent cartoons. They are so smart. Um, going back to, I'm looking at them now yesterday, or last week rather, um, you know, there's one, there's a couple on the couch watching TV, on the TV screen, there's news, it says mass shooting, and the guy says, you know, not the return to normal um, we wanted. That was so clever. Uh, did you get any feedback for that? Or, you know, how, how did that idea come to be? Well, uh Gun cartoons uh, are always difficult because of course the subject matter is so heavy. And also it's this repeating thing in the news cycle, right? Every month or two, we have these mass shootings, it seems. So it's hard to do something different. Um, so luckily, I mean, just in terms of idea generation, I was able to combine this uh, end of the pandemic with the, with the shooting. Um, and and I, I, I say luckily, I don't mean it to, to sound uh, glib um, in light of the, the tragedy. I'm just, I'm just saying that it just kind of made for a natural combination. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, how do you go about, as you said, drawing gun cartoons when it's an ongoing problem that we haven't really seen a solution to? How do you come up with new ideas when this is something we have to tackle all the time? Yeah, it's... It's uh, just a, a matter of um, lots of roughs and sending the roughs to your editor and having him say, we already did something similar to this. Keep thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, you know? um, yeah, and the other thing is, is we're so polarized now as a society. You have these people uh, right after these mass shootings who say uh, we need to take away every gun in America. And then uh, others you know, are on the other side uh, saying uh, gun control doesn't work at all. Um, so I, my work kind of, not only on this topic, but other topics too, I, I seem to be, I don't know, uh, I'm kind of a moderate, I guess you could say. So I, I, uh, I'm always kind of looking for the middle ground. Mm -hmm. Well, it's funny because I know that you're definitely not seen that way, but I think you're seen as like uh, kind of, what is the word I'm looking for? Extreme on both ends. Like you're too conservative for liberal people, right? And you're right. too liberal. For, I, I just I just see you I'm being accused by, of everything. I'm hated by many. <laughs> but also loved by many. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, another cartoon you have here. It shows, you know, the migrant children who arrived at the San Diego Convention Center um, last week. They're sitting, laying on cots, uh, sort of lounging around, looking around, checking out their new um, digs. And one of them says, it beats a cage. Yeah. Did you... Did you get any feedback for that one? Oh yeah. Um, well, I I post them on uh, Facebook and Twitter, and that's where I see most of the feedback. And kind of like guns, immigration is is a very very uh, it's a hot button issue. So I got all kinds on both sides, um, and I guess this one kind of comes down on the uh, I don't know liberal side of the issue. Um, but I, I don't see it that way. I mean, how could you say that putting kids in cages is, is a good thing, you know? Um, so uh, I do try to avoid taking cheap shots at Donald Trump because he's so easy. 
and he he or he was so easy. I guess he is still so easy uh, a, a target. Um, but this one just kind of called for it. You know, this this cartoon uh, harkens back to his his policy of family separation and the uh, poor treatment of those of those families and those kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Well, and finally, another hot button issue uh, that you nailed last week was the Georgia voting bill. And so the cartoon you made shows on the top panel a hand plucking a feather from a bird labeled Jim Crow. And the bottom panel shows uh, the hand using that, the person using that uh, plume, that feather, to sign the Georgia voting bill. Uh, Tell me about your thought process there. Um, I actually wasn't going to address that topic, but it just... It, it had kind of gained steam all week. It was a real talker, um, as they say. It was it was something that, that a story that had legs. And, and um, the more you read about it, the more you you kind of saw. Well, wait a minute. This is not right at all. This is this is uh, uh, it's it's unfair. And it just reminds you of things that were done back 50, 60, 70 years ago. And then the the thing that pushed me over the edge was when I saw the governor signing that he was he was surrounded by white guys and he was under an oil painting of a plantation. Did hmm. you see that? The Georgia governor. Uh, so I, the, when they moved that photo online of him signing that that um, the, the, the bill under that painting, it kind of pushed me over the edge. I said, well, this is just J- Jim Crow all over again. And then once you start thinking in terms of uh, a crow and a bird and signing something, mm-hmm. the idea just kind of came. Mm-hmm. Okay. And finally, uh, what are you looking at this week? What's catching your attention so far? Padres is mm. the big topic. And it, it'll be a nice chance to get away from those hot button issues that get people to yell at me. Mm-hmm. Although there's probably going to be some Dodger fans out there that will yell at me. Uh, yeah. when yeah. I, uh, I think you'll find someone to upset, Steve. <laughs> yeah, it never fails. The cartoons, too, that you don't think are going to offend people, a lot of times offend people. Mm-hmm. Never tell. Hard to predict, but it's why we like to follow you. Okay, Steve Breen, editorial cartoonist at the UT. Thank you so much. Thanks, Christy. You can find these stories online at SanDiegoUnionTribune.com. I'm Christy Totten, host of the San Diego News Fix. Thanks for listening. <laughs>